Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted at OU.org, in which we investigate in each podcast one of the aliyot of this week's par, the current week's parasha. This week we are studying Parshat Bahar. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying in this podcast the third aliyah of Parshat Bahar, which begins at Parak Chafei Pasuk Yod Tet. All of the aliyot in Bahar are relatively short. <clears throat> and uh, this is really in the middle of an idea, of chapter 25, verse 19, in which the uh, Torah has just presented <coughs> that by uh, acting honestly and avoiding uh, fraud in uh, business transactions, we'll have security in the land. The land will give forth its fruit, and you will eat with satisfaction. And you'll be able to live securely in the land. In other words, all of these brachot, all of these blessings, depend on the on the aforementioned uh, ethical concern. And then you're going to turn around and say, all right, we're keeping all these laws, which include, and now we can understand, Shemitah, and it goes all the way back to the beginning of the parsha. what are we going to eat in the seventh year? We're not allowed to plant, and we're not allowed to gather, meaning we can't gather harvest to keep it, we're going to gather it to eat it. So, what you say that, I will command that the sixth year, and you will have enough for the three years, meaning for the sixth year, and for the seventh year, and for the eighth year, which of course will be coming right after a season when you didn't plant. And so therefore, I will uh, guarantee that for you. So now we have Two forms of bracha going on. One form of bracha is that if you maintain the ethical standard of honesty in, uh, in business dealings, then you will have security in the land. And if you maintain a vigilance about Shemitah with proper faith, then I will make sure that you have enough food. Which means essentially that um, economic forthrightness, as opposed to looking at greed and uh, and uh, self-interest is what's going to really guarantee in the long run a greater financial stability for everybody. And a withdrawing from involvement with the land when God says so will actually lead to more of a bounty. And then you'll plant the eighth year. And then you will have this old fruit from the sixth year. Until the ninth year. And Nashan is not necessarily bad. You'll have stuff that's been preserved and it's been and it's been aged a little bit, depending what it is, and <clears throat> you'll have that till the ninth year. Until you have that produce, you'll eat the Ashan. And a separate piece of the puzzle is the land cannot or perhaps will not be sold in for perpetuity. because the land is mine. You are Gerimatoshavim. We'll see who this is invoking right now. <clears throat> and throughout your land you have to give redemption. That's in, in uh, an allusion here to Yovel. Now, the land cannot be sold in perpetuity is also connecting to Yovel because, as we'll see in very soon, that when land is sold, it reverts back to the ancestral owners at Yovel. So it cannot be sold in perpetuity. What's the reason for that? Because the land is indeed mine. Why is that? You are sojourners and visitors, alien residents. You are not homeowners here. In other words, for you to properly, and it's another sort of almost like a Zen koan, for you to properly be at home 
and properly remain at home, you have to realize you're not in charge of your home. That the only way that you can really stay here is almost by understanding that it's not your domain. And so therefore, the security, and we've now seen three components of this, the security of living in the land securely, the ability to remain in the land, and the bounty of the land all come from understanding that none of that is in your control. It's not up to you to control how you get your money at the expense of someone else. It's not up to you to control um, how the fruit grows. HaKadosh Baruch is in charge of that. You've got to follow his mitzvot. And it's not up to you to control the land itself. The land belongs to God. And therefore, if you want true security here, then you've got to relinquish the sense of mastery uh, and that comes that along with all of the hubris of a conqueror and understand that you really are visitors here. Now, Gerim Toshavim, of course, invokes for us the image of Avraham, who, when he came to buy his first plot of land, said, Ger v'toshav anuchi imachem. Exactly that phrase. Ger v'toshav anuchi imachem. So there are two ways to read it, and they're opposite ways, and they're both valuable. The first one is that take a lesson from Avraham. Avraham came into a land that I promised him, and yet he understood that it was only what I gave him was his and not what he took for himself. And therefore he presents himself, after all the years of being in the land, of being promised the land and still didn't have anything, he presents himself as a ger vitoshav. The second piece of the puzzle is that Avraham, this is the Rashbam, the famous Rashbam at the beginning of Parakhafet and Breshit, Avraham perhaps erred here. And after he had the Maratamachpelah, and after he had Yitzchak, then he was making a brit, and then he was giving away land. Take a look at the Rashbam there. And perhaps the lesson was that Avraham should have remembered that he was a Gerva Toshav, and that we need to remember that lesson in order to remain securely in the land. Okay, we'll pick it up with the fourth Aliyah on the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.